superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Is this the button that plays the Rich Eisen Show? With guest host Ben Lyons. It's very intense being at Yankee Stadium. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. You hear somebody in the back, green shirt. And the only way to appease the mob was to take off your shirt. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show. From Sirius XM NBA Radio, Frank Isola, host of The Buster Show. Buster sure. Still to come. Los Angeles Sparks guard, Lexi Brown. Plus, actor Stephen Bishop. And now, here's Ben Lyons. All right, the show rolls on. Hour number three. We've had a big show so far, and it just keeps getting bigger. I'm very excited to welcome in our next guest. TJ and I had the chance to watch her play live last night down at the Crypto. She's uh, really settled in with her new role with the Los Angeles Sparks. Very excited to bring on Lexi Brown to the show today. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Lexi? Tough loss last night. How are you feeling? Um, I'm good. I mean, how are you? This has been kind of a interesting season for us, but, um, you know, the Chicago sky is like, that's a, that's a good team right there. And um, I think they're looking to repeat for sure. <laughs> No, you, had, you you know you played with Chicago and, and you've you played in a couple teams now in in the W and now having a, a, you know Los Angeles be your home. You said it's been an up and down season. Um, have you felt settled? Have you felt like this is uh, where you're meant to be? And what's it like now calling Los Angeles home? Yeah, I mean I love LA. My dad used to live out here when he worked with the um, the Clippers for a few years, so I'm really familiar with LA. I always loved coming out here to visit him and, and stay with him and stuff. Um, Settled in, I think, would be a good way to, to describe how I feel right now. But like I said, this season has been extremely up and down, at least for me personally. Um, but I think a lot of us are, you know, trying to figure it out. A lot of us have completely new roles and a new team with a, a new system, new teammates, and a new city. So I think everyone is doing the best that they can. And I think that I think we're going to put it together. Um, you know, we still have a lot of games uh, left to play. You shoot the three at a really high clip, 44%. What do you do to work on your shot? Do you have any secrets to shooting that I can steal for my you know, 40 and over <laughs> pickup league? I think it's really just about repetition and confidence is everything. I've, I've always been an elite shooter. I, I tell people all the time that I always tell people that I thought I was one of the best shooters in the league, but my confidence wasn't there. My mental wasn't there, and I think that's one of the biggest things about being a shooter is um, you know, you keep shooting. You um, Whether you make your first shot or you miss your first shot, you keep shooting. And that's something that I personally have struggled with, um, you know, throughout my career. But this year is the first season where I feel like I've been able to, you know, shoot through some slumps or, you know, not start the game off great, but, you know, finish it up, you know, shooting at a, a high clip. So I think um, repetition is key. Um, blocking in and uh, good rotation on your basketball. <laughs> you know, you you pulled one from last night. I looked over at TJ. I go, wow, she's confident. Yeah, it was, it was deep. Yeah, you know what fun I'm talking about, right? That was yeah. deep. <laughs> but that's yeah. the sign of a great you know, shooter. I make those. Yeah, I make those normally. But um, you know, last night was just one of those games where the 
the ball didn't go in for me, but um, like I said, credit to Chicago. They made it really difficult for us to score last night. It's got to be a thrill to go up and compete against Candace Parker. She struggled last night as well, but the fact that you get to go and compete against one of the all-time greats, how does that make you feel as a player? Um, it's, it's really cool. I mean, um, she's not really someone I ever really match up with. I think the more fun thing was being her teammate last season. Um, just seeing how she works and how she thinks through the game is something um, that a lot of people don't see. So that doesn't allow them to appreciate, you know, what she's brought to this league and what she brings to this league still. Um, but for me, my favorite matchup is always going to be DT um, because she's someone I grew up watching play. And she's someone the last two games we played Phoenix, she's been my defensive assignment at 10 and 11 years old. I never thought that in uh, what? 10 years later, 15 years later, I would be having to die in the Tarasi as my defensive assignment. So it's like moments like that where I could just sit back and like, and then like really have to like remember where I am, where I came from, that this has always been my goal. And no matter if we're winning games, losing games, I'm here. It's a blessing. And I always just got to keep working. Lexi Brown joining the show, Los Angeles Sparks guard and 2021 WNBA champion. Yeah, you mentioned it. You were teammates with Candace. You're competing against her last night. You grew up watching Diana, and then you go and compete against her when the Sparks take on the Mercury. Talk to me a little bit about the sisterhood of the WNBA and the friendships that you've been able to form from the game of basketball that I would imagine will stay with you the rest of your life. Yeah, like, I mean, we just mentioned Phoenix Mercury. My best friend, Diamond Shields, plays for them right now. We won a championship together in Chicago last summer. Um, just the places that this, this sport has taken all of us, the people that we've been able to run into and develop relationships with have been so special and amazing. But um, it's a small window of opportunity. You kind of just have to take advantage of all of the connections that you can make, whether it's on the court or off the court. Um, you know, not everybody has a... 20-year career like some of the the Hall of Famers that we're seeing still playing today. So I'm just really excited to be a part of it. I'm really grateful. Like I said, it's always a blessing. Um, I'm just taking every advantage I can. Um, But I'm just really happy to just finally be out on the court playing and being able to show my abilities and my hard work being shown as well. I would imagine, Lexi, it's a challenge at the Sparks games to keep a straight face sometimes because your DJ's hilarious. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's great. I love him. I feel like we have one of the best like in-game environments out of the entire league. Um, but yeah, especially when I'm on the bench, I'm cracking up, and even some of my friends that be in the stands, they be screaming like crazy. It's very hard to act like I don't hear them sometimes. So last night I had to show them some love, and they lost their minds. But um, that's just the, one of the fun parts of being, you know, spark. Just that that atmosphere, the fun. Um, you know, it's just something that ex- that's expected when you're out in LA. Oh, it's a vibe at the Sparks games. I mean, everybody loves to dance. For sure. And, and the DJ's <laughs> hilarious. I mean, Candace is getting into it with the ref last night, and he starts playing, like, boxing music. You know, it's just <laughs> yeah, amazing. Exactly. Uh, Lexi so Brown joining the show. Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. You know, I actually got a chance to see you play this winter out in Las Vegas. You were part of the first season of Athletes yes. Unlimited. It's and Unlimited. Upsta- That's yes. right, an upstart new professional league that is uh is incredible and it's a you know it's available in a number of sports but you are a part of the inaugural basketball season for those who aren't familiar with athletes unlimited can you describe what it is and and your experience and the choice you made to want to stay at home instead of having to go overseas in the off season yeah well so athletes unlimited basically is a a league that's player-led and player-ran so um there's a a committee in place of, of of uh basketball players that um, 
select the players that are included in the league, um, make all the decisions, decide the rules, the refs, the the leaderboard stuff, like pretty much anything that you can think of logistically and on and off the court was was made by this this committee of players. So you get to the league, it's five weeks. The first week is just scrimmages and practices. Um, but the the best, most amazing part about uh, this league is that there's no coaches. <laughs> so we basically coach ourselves, and um, there's a scoring system. Basically, every aspect of the game you can think of, you get points added or deducted from your overall score. You get uh, team team points for winning quarters. You get team points for winning entire games. Um, and then the top four players at the end of the week become captains, and every week there's a draft. So out of the pool of the 44 of us that were there, you were on a different team every week. Um, through a draft and yeah and you just go out there and you hoop and you play for each other because you know your individual stats matter but they don't matter the most Um, and it was just a really fun and amazing environment it's probably one of the healthiest environments I've been in since I've been since I played basketball as a kid like it was just very organic it was very there's a lot of love um, a lot of support and you know everybody had an opportunity to share their story and and use the use the athletes unlimited platform that you know show things that were important to them and things that they cared about as well as you know showing what they could do on the court as well i love seeing you be a part of that and it was really cool to come out to vegas this winter and i look forward to it again next year and it's a it's a real um it's a it's a real opportunity for a lot of uh women to continue to get better some women who aren't in the league use athletes unlimited to yep. springboard into the w and then big stars like yourself and, and a number of women in the w are playing in that as well and you know when when we talk about Brittany Griner and what she's going through in Russia, part of me, you know, gets really upset because here she is one of the great American athletes and going overseas in order to earn a living. Well, now that Athletes Unlimited is starting to come to the, into the fold, there are going to be more opportunities to earn more money here in the United States for, for women like yourself, which I think is a great thing. Um, what are your thoughts on what's happening with Brittany Griner right now and how has it impacted you as a player in the WNBA? Yeah, absolutely. That entire situation is is super unfortunate. It's really sad. You know, my thoughts and prayers go out to her and her family and friends and team, you know, every day. I think I don't know if there's a way to even describe or um, sympathize with someone like that. Because, like, that is, I know I cannot even fathom that situation for a person or someone that, like, her loved ones, like, how they're feeling and stuff. You know, lately we've been seeing more pictures of her and stuff like that, which has made me feel a little bit more at ease, but, you know, no one's going to be okay until she's back in the in the United States. Um, but to go back to your point about the overseas, yeah, like, we make, I mean, we make a decent amount of money playing in this league. It's a blessing. You know, our season's only four months long. So for the, those other eight months, you know, a lot of players go over there because the money um, you want to utilize, you know, who you are and what your talent and your capabilities as much as you can, as long as you can. So that's one for me personally, I just couldn't stand not playing basketball for eight months out of the year. Like, I've never had to do that before. I've, I've always, you know, been in, a, in summer school working out, and then our season in college is, you know, really long. So, you know, just thinking about that and, you know, keeping your body ready and your mental ready and, you know, sitting down for eight months and, then you know, showing up to a super competitive training camp, you know, that's just not something that what made sense to me. I know myself as a player and as a person that I needed to just keep playing, so... That's one of my main reasons why I decided to go overseas. But with the addition of Athletes Unlimited, you know, the money right now is not comparable to overseas money for a lot of players. So you're not maybe going to see some mega, mega stars in Athletes Unlimited just yet. 
Um, but for me and a lot of other players, you know, that are in this like middle tier of the league, like there's off court opportunities that we were able to leverage that we wouldn't have been able to leverage when we were in Europe, you know, in in a village in Turkey or a village in Hungary because no one knows where we are or what we're doing. So, you know, I think a lot of us use that opportunity to stay home, make a little money, stay in shape, build relationships but also build our platforms off the court. And I think that's something that Athletes Unlimited promoted so well is, yeah, you are an ath- you're a basketball player, but you're so much more than that. And here's the platform. We have all the content create- creation that you need. Anything y'all want, y'all can have it. And they promoted the crap out of all of us. And it was, you know, it was really refreshing, you know, being in the W where I feel like they don't do a good job of promoting all of the players. I think they promote a handful. And I think it's amazing for them. They earned it. They deserved it. But it's possible, you know, to promote, you know, a wide amount of, of players and to see Athletes Unlimited do that seamlessly in its first season was really exciting, and I cannot wait to go play again next year. Great stuff, Lexi. Appreciate the perspective. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. Lexi Brown from the Los Angeles Sparks and a player in Athletes Unlimited joining the show right now. Let's get back to your time with the Sparks. TJ and I were at the game last night, and we were talking about the Agumake sisters and how great it is to see them both healthy out there competing at a high level. What did Shanae and Neka bring to the group, and what's it like being their teammate this year, having competed against them for so long? Yeah, I think they just bring a lot of uh, leadership and energy. I was actually teammates with Chanae my rookie year in Connecticut. Um, kind of when she first was starting her little ESPN, her ESPN thing, she was injured in Connecticut. So being able to see her prosper in that aspect when I was there when she first was starting has been really cool to see. Um, NECA is just like this calming presence in this chaotic world. I, would, I don't want to call our team chaotic, but we've had a lot of moving pieces and moving parts in the last few weeks. And that she's always just been so solid, um, keeps all of us ten toes, not ever too high, not ever too low. Um, I've always been a, a huge fan of NECA. I've always respected her um, as a player, as a, the president of our Players Association. And, you know, to see her struggle a little bit the last few years dealing with injuries and just being overwhelmed with our bubble season and the CBA, just to see her be able to settle back in, back to her real, her true self, has been really cool, and I'm really happy to be a part of that and been able to help her get back to this MVP caliber caliber player that she is. Lexi, a phrase that's often thrown around in team sports, championship experience. They've been there before. You are part of a championship team. The Sky went on a great run last fall. Now you switch uh, coasts and you come out uh, here to Los Angeles. How do you When you say that, oh, well, Lexi Brown brings that championship experience, what is it that you're bringing? What does that mean? I think one of the biggest things I've always understood since day one since I've been in the league is just understanding your role and just being really great at it because everybody's role is really important. And it's always – and it sometimes it's ever-changing. And I feel like I'm one of the players in this league whose role has been changed more times than anybody else from not playing to being first off the bench to starting to not playing again. And now this season I've kind of done a mix of all of those things in, in the first half of our season. But – one thing that I've been preaching to this team is last season, even though I didn't really play a ton, like the role of being on the bench, the role of being in practice, the role of bringing energy is so crucial to a team that wants to win a championship. And we finished last season in sixth place. We finished at 16 and 16. So our regular season last year was not a success by any means, but we stuck together. We grinded it out. We supported each other in practice. We pushed each other in practice. And it's the little things that make a championship team win a championship. 
You know, I think a lot of people last year knew that the sky was capable of winning a championship, but the season, you know, either there's injuries, there's, you know, delays of flights, there's weird games, like not everything's going to go perfect, but it's how you roll with those punches that determine whether you can really be a true contender. And I think that, that perspective is something that I bring to this team on top of the, all the things that I learned from playing with players like Courtney Vandersloot, Ali Quigley, Kalia Copper, um, and being coached by, by Coach Wade, who now has a, uh, EuroLeague championship, I think, and a WBA championship. Like, there's not a lot of coaches out there that, that have that. So just learning from him and bringing that over here has been something that I've been able to do. And I really feel like a true vet now, which is really cool because I feel like I've just been waiting my turn to be able to speak up and, and then lead some of my teammates. Well, I was going to say, wherever you go, uh, your role is going to stay the same. Just shoot the basketball, Lexi. Like You can shoot it from deep. Just shoot the ball. I'm looking forward to uh, watching you play out in Brooklyn. The Sparks have two games, August 2nd and August 3rd, out at the Barclays. I will be at both. Thank you so much for taking some time. Look forward to watching you play the back half of the season. Of course. Thank you so much. Lexi Brown joining the show. Los Angeles Sparks has really lived a, a full basketball life. The idea that you start, you come off the bench. She's played for Connecticut, Minnesota, Chicago, the Sparks. That's just in the W. Played in Maryland and Duke and college. So she's kind of had a basketball journey and uh, now finds herself going up against Candace Parker last night at the Crypto with TJ and Ben in in the audience (laughs) dancing at the timeouts. Every timeout at the Sparks game, who wants to dance? I will say this, though. The the (laughs) in-between action of the Sparks, uh, they got it dialed in, man. It is so people, uh, obviously, there wasn't a full house, right? It wasn't as many people as you wanted there. But everyone was there, wanted to be there, man. And everyone there was having a great time. And like I said, especially the entertainment aspect, people were really into everything the DJ was doing, the dance troops. It was just, it was a cool, fun experience. It, it, the only downside was, of course, like I said, Candace Parker did not score. Yeah, she didn't score. She didn't play well. The Sparks got waxed by 20. Yeah. But we uh, stood up for free t-shirts, so we had a fun time. <laughs> yeah. uh, Steven Bishop joining the show. He's going to be hanging out right here on the couch in studio. You know him from Moneyball, of course. He's a great golfer, a dear friend. Stephen Bishop joining the show in studio. Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests 
guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Ben Lines in for Rich. This is the Rich Eisen Show. When I met Bennett Miller on my first audition, he, you know, they asked me about my uh, baseball background, and I told them, you know, I played in college, I played professionally, uh, but more importantly, I know David and I know him well. So there's nobody on earth more prepared to play this role than me, unless you get David, which clearly you're not going to do, or else I wouldn't be here. So the second audition, Bennett says, "Have you told David you're up for the role?" I said, "I'm not telling him anything until I book it." And so after the fourth audition, I finally booked it and got to tell David. And then, you know, the rest is history. And thank God he liked what I did. And uh, we're still close. We play golf all the time. And, you know, Dave is, you know, Dave, if you're watching, love you, man. Thank you for everything in life. I love it. uh, They always say in Hollywood, it's the person who plays the role who's destined to play the role. Like you get the the right actor for the right role. It's the way it should be. And you, there's no one else on earth who should have played David Justice in that movie besides you. When you're doing scenes with Brad Pitt in that movie, it's a big moment for you, right? Huge. In your career. Huge. The day before, the night before, a little nervous, you do anything a little different. And how, what do you learn from a day like that as an actor? Um, well, leading up to that, I had been fortunate to work with some Oscar winners already. At, you know, Jamie Foxx, Billy Bob Thornton, you know, and some, some very high-end actors. So I was prepared in that regard. But it was Brad, and Brad was kind of like my my acting uh, guy that I wanted to emulate his career. So, you know, I, I was nervous. Fortunately, I was in my comfort zone, though. I was on a baseball field, and I was in a baseball uniform with a bat in my hands. And so if there was any way that I was going to be okay with it, it was going to be in that context. And, and, you know, fortunately, Brad was such a great guy. We did the, the, the cage scene, and we're uh, I'm hitting, I'm hitting. We do the scene. It's just me, Brad, and the director for rehearsal. And director Bennett says, cut on rehearsal and walks away. And Brad looks at me, looks me up and down and goes, you got some skills, don't you? And he walked away and left me in the cage alone with nobody to, with that hanging. I'm like, wow. did anybody see that? <laughs> no, no, oh, no. Is that dreaming? Is this real? You know? Is it real? And, and, you know, he continued to give me a lot of praise yeah, and he great. was very generous and Brad's a great guy. So no, it's, it's been amazing to see your career after then because I feel like then all of a sudden big directors start calling, you start getting on TV shows in a consistent way and doors started to open. And then I crossed paths with you on like a golf course in the Dominican Republic. And I'm like, all right, this guy's doing great. He's at the, the David Ortiz challenge or, you know, the game of golf has now really paired nicely with your Hollywood career. And Absolutely. I feel like you're playing with a lot of actors. You host your own charity tournaments. Like you do a lot with the game of golf. So how does Hollywood and golf mix in your world? Well, th- I mean, there's so many actors and entertainers that play golf. And I had been playing since I was, you know, 14 years old. My dad was a golfer, taught me how to play. And so when I wasn't playing baseball, I was playing golf. Um, and, you know, I playing in the tournament, like the David Ortiz tournament and, and, and other celebrity tournaments, I, I, I really enjoyed it. And I liked the fact that I would, you know, that they were doing it for, for charity and for really good causes. So I decided to try one of my own and take the best elements of all of the tournaments that I played in and put them into one tournament and, and make it my own. Mm. 
And um, I've been, you know, I was fortunate to have some of the, the greatest athletes and entertainers come out to my tournament. Barry Bonds played in my tournament. Uh, Sugar Ray Leonard played in my tournament. Uh, Dennis Haysbert. Uh, just so many names. Uh, Byron Scott. Uh, Jermaine Dye. Ben Lyons. Uh, <laughs> One of these names it, is not like the others. <laughs> One of these names just doesn't belong here. Um, but it's, you know, there's, there's a huge... Uh, actor contingent that plays golf so it's it's really cool to be able to bond with some of these guys uh over you know over a four-hour period of a game of golf i play with stan verrett from sports center every week we play wednesday morning every week without fail unless one of us is out of town so it's 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 amazing to be able to combine the two and and just continue to play a sport that i love and have the competitive thing still there Stephen Bishop joining us in studio. Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. There's something I, I love in my life. It's worlds colliding. It's when different people from different parts of your life come together or people who might not know of each other, they get a chance to meet each other. I, I reference around a golf you and I had the privilege of playing often. I brought my friend Tom Felton, who played Draco Malfoy in the Harry Potter series. You brought your friend Jim Brown, who's the greatest football player of all time. And I don't think Jim or Tom knew who the other one was. Right. And I think you and I were sort of sitting in the back of the tee box watching them tell stories about going out and partying in London and just cracking up because neither one knows who the other one right, is or what right. they do at all. What does Tom know about American football? And what does Jim Brown know about Slytherin House? You know, like it was... <laughs> It was a really weird moment. That Talk was to a about your, day. your relationship with Jim Brown because you just are so casual that, yeah, Jim's going to come today. And you're like, wait, what? Jim Brown's coming today? Yeah, you know, I met Jim at the driving range at, over at Witsit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I happened to be hitting in the stall next to him. And, and you know, Jim's a great guy and he's a, he's a really cerebral guy and very, very, you know, intelligent and worldly. And, you know, we started talking about golf and he just asked me, hey, you want to come out and play uh, at my course? And I was like, absolutely. I mean, just the, the thrill of playing golf with Jim Brown was one thing. But then we became really close friends. We would play and then we would have lunch or breakfast after because he likes to play early. Uh, <laughs> and we would just sit there and talk for hours. And he would tell me stories about <clears throat> the 60s and 70s and things like that. And it, like some of the experiences and some of the people that he met not athletes, but politicians and, and uh, you know, worldly people. And I just learned so much from Jim. And, and we, we forged such a tight relationship that one day I was going to be in San Francisco for the Super Bowl, just to be at the Super Bowl. And I was, I think, hosting a party or something. And his, his beautiful wife, Monique, called me and asked me if I would emcee his birthday party because their, the emcee that they had fell out somehow. And I was like, I had just gotten off the plane and had no plans to do it. And she called right when I was on my way to my buddy's house, who I stay with. And I was like, absolutely. And it was just such an honor to be even considered for that kind of thing, for such an icon. And then to be able to do it was fantastic. And Jim, you know, he, he's been uh, a really big influence on my activism and, and some of the things that I do use my platform for. Just seeing how he's done things in his life and his career has, has inspired me to do some of the things that I do. You know, in addition to your work on the big screen, we've seen you pop up on TV shows, either in a guest spot or in a consistent role. I feel like being Mary Jane was a, a role and a show and being with Gabby just kind of changed things for you or provided some consistency at a time when, as an actor, you know, you're always looking for the next job. But being a part of that show, what do you think that did in your career and you look back on it? Well, that was my first job as a series regular. 
And that's a huge step for any actor. Being a guest star and a co-star, you're working your way up to having your own show and being a, a, a regular. Uh, <clears throat> so that was hugely instrumental in my, my uh, development as an actor, having to be there regularly and learn, uh, learn lines and, and scenes overnight instead of you know, a week and a half before where I could fully prepare for it. No, I had to learn how to, I really had to expand my chops. And working with Gabrielle, she's such a professional. I mean, this woman is always so prepared and, and was so on point with everything that she did. And she was already a big star. So I, it made me up my game. And, you know, coming from a sports background, I was all, already kind of regimented. But this was something where it was like, okay, there is no room for, for error here. Because not because she said that, but because I didn't want to hold her back or embarrass myself in front of her. So it, it really made me uh, learn how to prepare the night before, show up, never flub a line, and and you know I like I said it was huge in my development. That's the Bill Belichick approach: do your job, come do to work, job. do mm -hmm. your job, know your lines, don't bump into the furniture, and let's go home. And, and you know that's the end of the day, and we can all go live our lives, right? I think that's something that we can learn, whether it's for Hollywood actors or for athletes or whatever it is you do. Do your job, come to work, be prepared, and keep it moving. And when you do it like that, people start to trust you, and they start to like working with you because you. You know, acting days can be long. If if people are taking 10, 15 takes to get a scene in, we could be there for 15, 16 no, it's like, hours. It's like, a, it's like a, you know, afternoon tea time at Rancho. It's going to be like six right, hours. Right. You know, it's going to take a <laughs> And so, you know, I was able to fortunately, uh, like I said, bring my A game and, you know, make days shorter for her. And, you know, it, it just was, it was a great experience. See, I could never be a series regular on a show with Gabby Union because I would just want to hang out with D-Wade the whole time and just like <laughs> drink wine and just hang out with them on instagram wearing like just the most ridiculous prada outfits it's I funny i never met him um he never was on set when no, she's I, smart when, she's when, like oh steve's a I huge sports fan Dwayne, stay home <laughs> but it's funny my sister ashley married scott merritt the guy who played center uh -huh. at marquette when Dwayne was there oh look at that That's so random. all of the the whole yeah. marquette team including the coach was at the wedding <laughs> But D Wade wasn't able to make it. He was in China doing a shoe thing or something like I that. I picture so. Steve Novak doing the funky chicken. That sounds like a great time. That sounds like a great time. Um, we got the Open Championship going on, and the fact that you're here on the couch chatting with me about your career really means a lot. It means how much you love TJ because I know you'd be glued to watching the golf. Trust me, I was watching the golf, getting ready to come here. I was. Um, um, who, who are your golfers? Who are the guys you root for? Who do you have an emotional connection to when you watch the the Open Championship? Uh, well, obviously Tiger Woods. Um, you know, he was so huge for the game. And today, he, you know, he's clearly not going to make the cut. So he's walking up 18. Him weeping up the fairway. He's weeping. And yeah. the, the entire gallery is just going crazy standing ovation. Um, you know, it's, you know, Tiger has been so instrumental for so many people getting into the game of golf and really embracing people that wouldn't have, you know, otherwise without seeing somebody that looked like them excelling at the sport um so he is obviously my number one favorite golfer of all time and then i've got other people like you know ricky fowler is a friend of mine who i met at a golf tournament like i met you um I, dustin johnson is a guy that i like uh 
Colin Morikawa is somebody that That's I like. TJ's favorite player. TJ actually helped him learn how to play golf. Isn't that right, TJ? Years ago in Glendale, Bishop, I'm sure I shared the story Who? with you. Colin Morikawa, yeah. yeah. No, he, he, Stop, he, he Steven, calls him the... don't buy no? into this, please. <laughs> get it <down>. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I have never known TJ to pick up a golf club. Oh, <laughs> hey, hey, wait a second. <laughs> I could be wrong. You, you, you don't remember me and Sharon hitting the links all the time? Like, come no, on. I remember me and Sharon hitting the links all the time, but I don't remember you being there. But, uh, um, yeah, no, uh, you know, there's there's some guys, you know, Tommy Fleetwood is a guy that I like watching. Uh, there, it, the, the game is expanding so much, and, and you know, there's so many guys. Uh, give a shout to Josh Matz, a guy who's a young pro that I play with on a regular basis who holds the co- course record at my club with 59. Uh, he's going to be somebody I think that's going to make the uh, – make the tour. I feel like every golf course here in Los Angeles, there's some type of rumor like Dustin Johnson hit a drive over those trees or he cut it around. Even yesterday we were on the tee at Rustic and you're like, I heard Dustin shot 40 here or something ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I think he was the course record at Rustic. Actually. Right. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. Like two south yeah. at Mountain Gate, like Dustin's hit it on the t- like on the green from the tee, like stuff like that. Right, right. Who's yeah. the greatest player you've ever played with? Wow. Uh Probably Steve Pate, because uh, I think he may be the only tour professional that I've actually played a full round with. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played a match play round uh, where, you know, it was just me and him. We had a three, a third guy, but he pulled out. So he said, hey, you want to play match play for, you know, whatever money we Michael for. Jordan stakes. Yeah. And I actually got to play a match play round with this PGA professional and he doesn't play my course that much. I play it all the time. So we go into nine, it's all square. Yeah. And I'm like, holy moly. And, you know, I sink a, you know, a 25 footer for par, you know, and he sinks the 15 footer for birdie to win the, the, the front. <laughs> and then, you know, just pulls away from me on the back. But that was a that was a great experience. There's always times with us as failed athletes, right? When you're like, let me push it. Let me see how far I can go. And <laughs> with, I remember against right, a guy right, that right, this right. is his sport. I'm playing in a charity game once, Ryan Hollins. He goes, you want to see what it's like to get posted up by an NBA center? I'm like, yeah, sure. And the next thing you know, I'm like <laughs> out on Figueroa. You, yeah, he's picking yeah, you up totally. off the ground. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, um, yeah, I think that's, that's the a guy. Cool I mean, moment. Ricky, you know, Ricky's been, you know, he's been there, but I actually haven't gotten a chance to play around with him. Mm-hmm. So, um, but there's been some really good golfers that I have played. Royce Clayton is a fantastic golfer. Uh, like I said, Josh Matz, uh, Byron Scott, I just played with him last week. He's a, a really good golfer. Um, now, the pro athletes who then find golf and, you know, after their professional career, whatever sport they were playing, uh, they approach it with that same intensity. Scotty Pippen is another. He's a member at my yeah. club. We he used to play with Stan and I. We had a man. This was the greatest foursome: Stan Barrett, David Justice, Scotty Pippen, and myself. For one summer, we played every Wednesday morning with that group, and it was amazing. The competitive juices that these guys still have. David from you know his huge major league career. Scotty obviously is Scotty. I mean, we would go at it, and we would there. There was. You know, golf is a gentleman's sport, but when you get guys that are this competitive on the, uh, there's still etiquette, but they're grinding. I mean, it's it's a hundred degrees out, and there's guys out there grinding over putts, walking around, reading them from both sides, and you know, and it's just it's it's so much fun, and to be among you know amongst that kind of caliber of athlete and see them bring their. Uh, Major intensity, league yeah. or, or NBA Mindset. intensity and, and, and mentality to the, to the golf course is just so much fun to watch.
if you're a director out there for film or television and Steven says yes to your project, that means he really loves your project because that means he's going to be away from the golf course. That's the challenge, I would imagine, at this stage in the career, right? Because as we wrap up here, what do you have next? You got a bunch of stuff coming out I see on IMDb, but I know you actually really like doing it because it means you had to be away from playing golf. Yeah, away from playing golf, away from my kids. Um, You know, I just actually got back from shooting Run the World, which is the show that I'm a series regular on now. Uh, and I was gone for two months and came back with no putting stroke. I've I've been leaving everything short since I got back from New York. I don't know what happened, but that's uh, Terminal List is out right now with Chris Pratt. Um, uh, did a movie called Hail Mary, which is coming. I love to Jack see you Houston. and Hatterberg getting back together. Dave Justice and Hatterberg, right? Yeah, Chris played yeah. Scott in the movie. Shout to Chris Pratt. He executive produced that and, you know, threw me the, the alley-oop on that. Gave me, you know, gave me an opportunity to come in and, and I, you know, was fortunate enough to book that role. Uh, and then another one called Tier One with Demetrius Ship Jr., the guy who played Tupac in the Tupac movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, trying to produce some things of my own and, uh, you know, do some entrepreneurial things. Got a coffee brand. You know, got a vodka line, you know, just trying to trying to make everything happen. So casual, TJ, huh? Just a coffee line, <laughs> no, a coffee. vodka line. No, I'm a scratch deal. golfer. I'm on TV shows. You know, just doing my thing. Life is Stephen Bishop. I love yeah. it. Hey, it's can tough, I, right, right now, can I give a shout to my daughter, Charlie? She's sick. You know, it's, it's nothing terrible, but she has been kept from school. So I just want to, Charlie, daddy loves you. I'm thinking about you. Get well soon, baby. Okay. Sending love to Charlie. Appreciate everybody watching, listening. Stephen Bishop hanging out here in studio. We've got celebrity birthdays when we come back. Final segment of the week. You want to hang out for a little bit? Yeah. Go back to the golf course? All right, Stephen's going to hang out for a little bit. Ben Lyons in studio. Final segment of the week coming up next. Let's talk to State of the Knicks, shall we? (laughs) What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. All right, welcome back to the show on a Friday. Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show, hanging out with my buddy Stephen Bishop in studio. Got some celebrity birthdays, but you were recently at the Dodger game, you said? Yeah, you know, I, uh, one of the guys I play with is Jerry Hairston, and he does the pregame uh, show. Him, Nomar, and Hartung do the pregame show for the Dodgers, and they had me on to promote Terminal List. And this, this and that, I, you guys have the greatest job second to like being a big league ball player. You yes, know what I mean? story like, of my career is my last day doing this show. So yeah, exactly. This is a great job for Rich when he'll be back suck. on Monday. Yeah, absolutely. But, but to get to sit around and talk oh, about sports and, and just, you know, current events and, and just 
things that you really are into and 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 be able to make a living doing that is such a blessing and it's so it just looks like it's so much fun you know what i mean my dad was a sportscaster when i was young so i i've i've had an affinity for this this environment for a very very long time you guys having a good time doing this confirmed does not suck yeah, yeah. yeah. confirmed I, i've That's had jobs that have sucked and this is <laughs> yeah. not one of them i worked yeah. overnight at target before so this is much better yeah you know yeah. that's one of the reasons i wanted to give a shout out to my daughter uh is because when i was a little kid my dad did that for me from the the sports desk you yeah. know what i mean so it's kind of like full circle and, and she'll have that forever man yeah very cool. Very Hopefully cool. Hopefully I can get a copy of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll do that. <laughs> Clip a link around here somewhere. Maybe get Del Tufo to do something on a Friday. I'll do it. I'll take care of that. You guys have VCRs? There we go. <laughs> I wish we had some unopened <laughs> VHSs. We're going to be yeah. looking for those. Um, hey, Ben, let me ask Bishop real quick, yeah, man. We we got to get? I think your, your first big movie, you did the rundown and you starred with The Rock. What was yeah. it like? What was he like back in those days when his career really was starting to, to really take off? He was a great guy. You know, it was funny. That scene that you're talking about where uh, he comes to take my... Right at the very beginning of the rundown, if you've never seen it, great Bishop movie. has a ring and... Rock. He comes to take my Super Bowl ring it. and I, you know, throw drinks in his face. Uh, and then he proceeds to wipe the floor with me. But <laughs> while we were shooting that, the first two or three takes of the drink throwing in the face, I missed. I, it was the rock. I, I I threw it over his shoulder. You know what I mean? Like one hit him in the shoulder, one went over his shoulder. We cut. And he leans in. He says, "Listen, man, I really appreciate the respect, but I I really need you to humiliate me in this scene." And gave me full license to really get into that character and make it happen. I, oh, okay. Let's hey, let's roll it. The next take, bow right in the face. The next bow right in the face. So he was so cool, and you know he was already a huge star from wrestling. But in the acting, this was his first major, you know, role, I believe. And um, you know, I actually auditioned. Peter Berg brought me into the trailer to audition for this role instead of to a you know a, a auditioning casting studio or whatever. And I'm re I'm reading, I'm reading. I said, okay, Peter, I'm ready. He he looks outside. Okay, he's ready. And in walks the Rock. So now I'm auditioning opposite him in a small trailer in a trailer yeah. yeah and after the audition was pete calls me he says listen first of all you were the best actor second of all you were the only guy that came into that trailer and didn't crumble when the rock walked in so this is why you're getting this part and so that from that was my first big job that was my first yeah. major studio movie and the first of six projects with peter you know so pete berg Thank you again for everything you've done for me in my career. Without you, my career would not have blossomed. So I will never forget you for that. Thank you, brother. So amazing. You're watching films, CJ, right? And it's one scene in a movie can change somebody's life and career and trajectory. Yeah. And you're totally. watching the movie and it's just another scene in the movie. But you don't realize behind the scenes, there's a guy whose so life much, has just yeah. been changed after The Rock, you know, beats the crap out of him in a and bar. Pete Berg <laughs> came on to the show. Pete Berg was here a few years yeah. ago and I was in the back talking to him. I brought up your name and he just lit up, man. And he was very complimentary of you. So awesome. you guys do have that Cameron Crowe, Eric Stoltz thing where he kind of just, he puts you on a lot of his stuff. And I think that's super dope. Dope. Yeah, no, he, you know, that was the day also that I learned that I do not need to be doing my own stunts. <laughs> and uh, when I do do them, which I force them to let me do in Moneyball, when I do do them, I need to take advantage of the pads that they offered me. Because <laughs> when I was getting, when I was doing that scene where he was hitting me with the turntable and I had to flop face first on the wood floor at that nightclub, yeah. 
the first three takes, I was like, I don't need knee pads and elbow pads. Yeah. And then I come up with floor burns. And I'm like, hey, can I, can I get those pads? <laughs> you know, it was, it was a learning experience. It's a great moment, though, for an actor's uh, career to get, you know, the crap kicked out of him by The Rock. Yeah. And to get yeah, things hey, going. A lot of people still, still recognize it. me from that. Hey, the guy from The Rundown. How you doing? Uh, uh, Chris, we got some celebrity birthdays here as we close out the week. Yeah, we do. Hold on, I was not. Uh, I wasn't ready. To I don't know. I was looking up. Oh, yeah, there we Jesse go. Ventura. Yeah, the, oh, yeah. Damian Lillard turning thirty-two. Force we were just Whitaker. talking about uh, uh, Beverly Hills Cop two yesterday. Bridget Nielsen. Bridget Nielsen. Yesterday. Nielsen. Oh, that's right. Bridget Nielsen. Eddie Force Beverly Whitaker. Sixty-one. Cop two. Force Whitaker did a lot of coverage on the Last King of Scotland. I remember that was one of the first big Oscar movies. I did a lot of interviews for. He's terrific. Force Whitaker. What a great career. Great um, actor. Great, great actor. It's been, so a, it's been a fun week, Bishop. I love having you here to close out the week. You know, Rich uh, was kind enough to, to put up the bat signal to let me come in here and do this, and I can't thank him and this incredible staff enough. I mean, the fact you know TJ, you know, I, you know how I feel about TJ, you know how you <laughs> feel about TJ. TJ's the greatest. Thank you so much, dude, for all the support this week. How you feeling? Feeling good for your Cowboys this year? Feeling good about the weekend? This life was, in general? You know, like we just talked with Bishop, you know, I've, I've had a lot of jobs in my life. And when I got to LA, you know, I ran the gamut from, you know, being a talent agent to an assistant to producer, but like getting to come here and just basically talk sports and movies with, you know, your friends every day. This is the greatest job I've ever had, man. And it, it this week was awesome. Was I appreciate all the you. support. You've been amazing. The way that the job has grown for you, TJ, though, is phenomenal. I mean, when I now when I when I tune in and I see you sitting over there with your corner and you've got <laughs> you know you've got segments and you've got all these things going on. Like I said at the beginning of this, man, it's just so it's been such a pleasure to watch. And knowing you the way I know you, it couldn't happen to a better person. So, yeah, and, you know, you, and you've known me for years. Like you said, we've gone on trips where we've stayed out of town for weeks together. Would you tell these YouTube people I'm not that bad? Because, uh, you know, I think. <laughs> no, that, enough with that. <laughs> no, no, no. TJ's a great guy, and he's, he's, a, he's a great travel guy, too. He's a great travel companion. No, so on the flip tell side TJ of that, to stop reading the comments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> stay out the mentions, TJ. Well, Bishop knows I thrive on chaos. So if you want to talk trash, I'm very good at it. So I like to give it back to him a little. Bit, yeah, you know? one, one of my favorites though was when you, I think your bike got stolen and you just let them have oh, it. Oh, Ben was here then. Remember when my bike got stolen and I went to Benny Hanna's and they got my order wrong? That was a bad day for me. That was a bad day. He let everybody know. I was watching his stories like, oh my God, no way. No, oh, come on. And the order's wrong. You know, I'm talking to my phone like, I think I even call, called you after, like, bro, you okay? Uh, <laughs> you need anything? That was, that was, that was rough for that, you, boy. That's what he gets for getting Benny Hanna to go, but that's another topic for another conversation, another day. Uh, Del Tufo, thank you for everything. Didn't get Always. the invite out to the boat. Maybe next time. Yeah, sorry. Man. Nah, nah, <laughs> yeah, nah. sorry. Chris, you're the best. Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for a fun week. Of making Any me Brian smarter Austin on the radio Green and television. Stories? He's 49 today. Who's that? Brian Austin Green. Oh, oh I love me some David Silver. Are you kidding? Oh, my gosh. So I love Beverly Hills 9020. Favorite show ever. I cover the red carpet release of the DVD. Season one came out kind of late. I ask, uh, you know, Andrea why she's the first one there. You know, even that she's living in a Van Nuys, had to take the bus from her grandma's house. She's looking at me like, that's not who I am as a person. But uh, <laughs> David Silver didn't believe me. He didn't believe that I was like such a hardcore, diehard 90210 fan. Two months before I had done a set visit on Transformers. This is when he was with Meg. 
Megan Fox. Megan Fox was at the event. She's like, oh, no, 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 that guy's crazy, David. Like, he's a real 90210 fan. I'm even calling him David. It's Brian Austin Green. Yeah, his name is Brian. But I got the stamp of <laughs> approval from my 90 fandom from Megan Fox, which then allowed me to interview David Silver, whose mother, you know, kind of went off the rails. Father was a sex addict dentist. Oh, that's a character. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> you know, Brian. Brian's actually a great guy, man. Oh, um, I don't know him. I've no. interviewed David Silver a bunch Listen, of times. Yeah. When I was first in Hollywood, <laughs> I, I moved out here and lived with a woman girlfriend at the time, and we split up. And you know, I hey, you take the apartment. I'll, I'll figure it out. Brian actually let me stay at his house for like two months while I got back on my feet. Wow. You know, he's a very instrumental part of, of my success here. Brian is like a brother. Look at your career. Brian Austin Green, Jim Brown, you got The Rock, David Justice. There are all these people in your life. It's incredible. Serendipity, man. And TJ Jefferson. There it is. I love it. Um, Thank you all so much for listening, watching. It's been a wonderful week for me. I really appreciate it. Rich, travel safely. Thank you so much. We look forward to watching you and listening to you on Monday right here on The Rich Eisen Show. Go Knicks! Go Knicks!